This is Derek Bros. Derek Bros. Derek Bros. This is Derek Bros. of the Conscious Resistance. I'm here in Standing Rock. That man is wanted in five different countries: Chile, Argentina, Brazil. We've been fighting a long time. We've all lost so very much. So many loved ones gone. fucking tease that horse! We're not alone. There are pockets of resistance all around the planet. We are at the brink. Above all, stay alive. You have no idea how important you are. Hey everyone. Hey everyone. This is Derek Bros of the Conscious Resistance Network. Today is Monday, July 25th, 2022. And today we are talking about predictive programming, the revelation of the method, and what this has to do with COVID-19, COVID-23, monkeypox, or anything at all. And if you have no idea what I'm talking about, well, then you're in for a treat because this is a important topic that I think that if you've been spending any time of the last years, decades, um, at least decades, in the conspiracy research community, the independent research community, you've probably com come across terms like predictive programming, maybe heard about revelation of the method. Even if you don't know these terms you know, in, in, in name, you probably know them in theory. So we're going to be talking about that. And this is all based on my recent article for The Last American Vagabond. Uh, you can find that article linked up at theconsciousresistance.com, our website, and you can see this post, an intro to predictive programming and revelation of the method, where you can find the article link that I'll be covering tonight. I want to remind you guys to bookmark the website, theconsciousresistance.com. This is where I've been producing all my content for over a decade now. We have Spanish content. We're putting in more and more of my articles in Spanish. Um, we will have videos in Spanish eventually as well. We've got interviews we've got podcasts documentaries you can find my presentations if you're looking for solutions you can find info about agorism and counter economics and building a parallel society you can download my books you can check out my investigations so much all on this website theconsciousresistance.com and uh, as i said you can follow along at the post intro to predictive programming and revelation of the method and this one gets into some of that more esoteric area. As I said, this was published a couple of days at the lastamericanvagabond.com where I regularly produce my articles. And the article for the Last American Vagabond was actually titled Predictive Programming, Revelation of the Method, and COVID-23. And in a few moments, I'm going to tell you guys, I'll give you an example of this so-called predictive programming. If anybody remembers the, the film that came out, I mean, you could, I guess you can call it a film. It wasn't much of a movie, but it's called uh, songbird that came out in 2020. We're going to talk about that in just a couple of moments. But let's talk about what predictive programming is. Well, depending on your approach, you could say it is a way that conspiracy theorists slash paranoid people try to make sense of the world by believing that some elite group of people put out clues or details about upcoming events including their plans for the future of society. And they sprinkle these details and these clues and these, these, detail, uh, these tips in Hollywood movies and magazines and uh, music and all kinds of different things, references to certain things, particularly 9-11, maybe this COVID outbreak nonsense, and uh, plenty of other things. That's sort of the basis of 
uh, of predictive programming. And I found in my, doing my research for this article, I found there was some a researcher from a student researcher from Ohio University. This is how they define predictive programming. They said predictive programming is the theory that government or other higher ups are using fictional movies or books as a mass mind control tool to make the population more accepting of planned future events. This was described by researcher Alan Watt, for those of you who remember him. Uh, who defines predictive programming as, quote, predictive programming is a subtle form of psychological conditioning provided by the media to acquaint the public with planned societal changes to be implemented by our leaders. If and when these changes are put through, the public will already be familiarized with them. And so as I wrote, essentially the idea is that operations, again, conducted by some hidden elite, they're shown to us through books and movies. And these clues, they soften the public because it's sort of like, the idea is that it like taps into your subconscious. Like you might not be consciously aware that this movie you just watched referenced 9-11 six months before 9-11 happened or a couple of years before 9-11 happened, but your subconscious did. And then in the future, when there's this major terrorist attack, 9-11, and you see a scene playing out very similar to things you heard about or saw in TV shows and movies, it's like you accept it. You're, you're less likely to question it. That's just the general concept. I'm not claiming to be an expert in this or that it's even necessarily a real thing. I do think it is a odd, trippy, one of these weird, you know, sort of, I don't know. If you guys know the researcher Jim Mars, who was a huge inspiration for me, and he wrote these two books, Rule by Secrecy and Rise of the Fourth Reich, which I highly recommend among many other books. And when I met Jim Mars before he passed away, I would ask, I'd kind of probe him like, hey, what do you think about this? What do you think about this? And there were certain topics that he said he couldn't explain, but he didn't know what the answer was. And he would, he, he said that in his home office, in his file cabinet, he had his huh file for things that he knew. I don't know what the heck that is, but I, it just makes you go, huh. And you don't really know what it is. So you file it in the huh file. That's kind of what I do with predictive programming. I'm not sure what to think. But again, the idea is that it's speaking to the subconscious so that the, the public becomes passively uh, passive and accepts uh, events as they unfold and they're unlikely or less likely to offer resistance or opposition. And the Ohio University writer uh, continued, quote, I found that most commonly people believe the government creates a problem. So the solution will look to the government for a solution. So the government will look, uh, the population will look to the government for a solution. However, because the government planned the crisis, the government will offer a solution that has been planned long before the crisis ever happened. And this is what is commonly referred to as problem reaction solution and the alternative research community or just reality. And I talk about here that The Simpsons is one of the most often quoted examples of alleged supposed predictive programming. There's things like Trump running for president years ago. Um, in the Simpsons episodes, there's a 1997 episode that I talk about here where they're going, the Simpsons are going to New York and, you know, the, the whole, the famous scene where Lisa's holding up like a magazine for New York and it has nine and buses and the tr tr trade towers. And it looks like nine 11. Um, and that, you know, obviously people are like, what the heck, what does that mean? It's showing that, but also, you know, the twin towers were, are, were a popular um, attraction in New York around that time before they were destroyed. So is it odd for a TV show to reference that if the show's about going to New York? You could, you know, it, it's 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 hard to know. But you can't make this one up. The Lone Gunman, the, uh, the spinoff from The X-Files, I love The X-Files. I still sometimes when I'm trying to take a break from all of my work, I sit here and I watch old X-Files episodes. <laughs> so if you know The X-Files, there was a character, three guys named The Lone Gunman. They were sort of popular on the show. And as the 
stations try to do or the networks try to do. They try to make money. So they're like, hey, let's give those people a show. Well, the show wasn't, I think it was supposed to be pretty good, but it didn't last. But either way, the pilot for The Lone Gunman, spinoff of The X-Files, which aired on March 4th, I think, six months before September 11th, 2001, it literally had a a, a plot, uh, you know, a plot story going on of freaking terrorists hijacking planes and crashing them into the Twin Towers. And, you know, at the end, like there's crisis is averted and it doesn't happen, but it literally shows on the episode, like the Twin Towers. And it's like, oh, my God, they're on the plane and they're trying to stop. And it's like it's about to hit the Twin Towers six months before 9-11 happened. I don't know what that means. The lazy response, I think, is to just say this is paranoia. It's all coincidence. There are different things like I've seen um, people say, again, the idea that The Simpsons has been on for 30 plus years. They have thousands and thousands of episodes and storylines and that at some point one of those you know, are going to reflect reality or reality will reflect the show. There's other people that say that people who believe in predictive programming are uh, suffering from pareidolia. Pareidolia is I think how you pronounce it, which is a phenomenon of seeing patterns and random stimuli. And also the idea that if you start looking for patterns – then you're going to see patterns, right? So um, it's interesting to see to see how it, you know it all comes out. I don't know. I'll check the comments in just a moment because we are live on Rockfin, D Live, Odyssey, and YouTube as well, and Facebook. So I'll check the comments. And uh, what do you guys think? Do you believe in predictive programming? Do you believe this is things? You know, messages are being hidden. Uh, we're going to continue now and talk about revelation of the me method. But I'd like to hear your thoughts. So as I was doing my research, because again, this is something that I've heard about since the beginning of my, back in 2010, when I first, 2009, 2010, when I first started waking up and started going down this rabbit, these various rabbit holes, you hear about things like predictive programming, you see YouTube videos and you read different books. And, and sometimes, at least in my experience, the things you first wake up to and find on the internet, it's like your mind's opening up and you're kind of willing or almost, you know, you're, you're like... Since you're like, wow, the whole world's a lie, you're almost willing to entertain anything. And sometimes, again, my experience, but I think it's kind of common, you tend to believe things that later on you're like, hmm, maybe that one wasn't true. You know, I know there's some conspiracies out there and some things are crazy, but maybe that one thing I was so you know, sure was certain or that 2012 was coming or whatever thing you might have bought into. I know for sure there were things that I believed in the beginning that upon reflection and more research, I was like, you know what? That's not actually accurate. There's some truth in there, but it's not what Alex Jones or someone else is claiming back in the beginning. So that's kind of how it is with predictive programming, revelation of the method. These are ideas that I've heard about for a long time, but I've never actually done my own research. And so this is what the article is about. So I start digging in, like who came up with this idea of predictive programming? Some people do credit Alan Watt with that. I don't think he is the or originator of it. What I found was I went back and found this guy named James Shelby Downard, and this guy became infamous for writing this essay called King Kill 33, the Masonic symbolism in the assassination of JFK. And so James Shelby Downard with his friend Michael A. Hoffman II, which is like his, his student, Hoffman would continue his work after Shelby died or stopped writing. Um, but this essay, when it came out, which, when was it? It was originally published in 1987. It was published by Farrell House. Some of you might recognize that publisher. And they published all kinds of you know crazy stuff. And it was basically just this guy, you could call it ranting and raving, but people seem to take it seriously and think that he's got some insight into something, you know, seem to have a lot of knowledge and putting together all sorts of pieces of the puzzle. And basically he's saying the assassination of JFK what well, has to do with the 33rd degree of the Freemasons and like 
where he was killed and timing of some other events and something in truth or consequences, New Mexico. And it's an interesting essay to say the least. So this guy writes this essay and it's in that essay where he kind of starts hinting at it. Uh, but then he, he doesn't, he never says revelation of the method or predictive programming, but in some of his other writings, he, including in this one I found called sorcery, sex, assassination, and the science of symbolism, he wrote, quote, acts concerning the assassination are on ice and concerning the assassination of JFK are on ice and will be revealed in the future in the so-called revelation of the method. So that's the first time that I could find that he mentions it. And then he wrote some more. He said, this method and process of Masonic machinations is summed up in the principle of, quote, the making manifest of all that is hidden. And so his student, Michael A. Hoffman, who helped him write that other essay, he continued to write about the concept he wrote in his book, uh, Apocalypse Culture. He wrote, quote, we come to the current unfoldment in must be. So they're saying that like that this term must be is an alchemic term and which this other writer, Mr. Downard, translated as the revelation of the method or making manifest of all that is hidden. And they say this alludes to the process wherein murderous deeds and hair-raising conspiracies involving wars, revolutions, decapitations, and every manner of horror, horror show are first buried beneath a cloth of secrecy. And then when finally accomplished and secured, slowly revealed to the unsuspecting populace who watch in deep frozen apathy as the hidden history is unveiled. And then I found an interview with the radio program Guns and Butter where Hoffman said, quote, the revelation of the method actually comes from my mentor, James Shelby Downard. I met him in St. Petersburg, Florida in the mid 70s and he was a very unusual man. He said he had a historian's mind in terms of research and he was the one that set me on this path of the revelation of the method. He also called it must be or the making manifest of all that is hidden. So I, again, I, I, I'm sure there's more. I'm going to continue digging. This is just the beginning. If you've guys got some research, email me at Derek at the conscious resistance.com. I would love to check out is, is, am I wrong? Is, did this not come from James Downard first? I haven't read all his writing. I don't know if he actually quotes or references any real Freemason documents or some, you know, where he's got some proof of the use of that term revelation of the method or this term, the making manifest of all that is hidden, or if that's just what he gave a name to something he believed existed. I, I don't know at this point. Um, but I, as I added here that there are some people, including myself, who believe that this idea of revelation of the method of showing people things in the media or in pop culture ahead of time before they happen, like, say, in the rituals of the Grammys or the Super Bowl or the Olympic openings and things like that, where you watch these the, or the opening of the CERN, um, you know, machine, the collider, like there's some trippy ritualistic stuff going on. And so I, and sometimes they're they're showing situations that unfold in real life. I do believe that there's a spiritual slash religious element to this where these people believe whether right or wrong i don't know they believe that by showing us the masses what's coming then they are absolved of any sort of wrongdoing in the eyes of their creator whoever that may be you know sort of like this well we showed them you know we we told them look the 9-11 was coming we told them that these things we've put this in their movie we've put these ideas in their movies and their books and this and they still can't see it right well, maybe they deserve what's coming. I mean, I don't know. Maybe that, you know, that's just my sort of uh, uh, editorializing, but I do think that there's some truth there. So have you guys familiar with uh, Revelation of the Method as as I just described it? There's also, uh, now the final thing is this idea of bringing predictive programming Revelation of the Method together with COVID-19. Um, this 
is I think a really weird one, right? We talked about 9-11, Trump. I mean, there's a bunch of stuff we could go into a predictive program. People talk about books from back in the 1800s predicting some things and or things that turn out to be pretty close to reality. Well, when it comes to something like COVID-19, obviously there's been movies and things about outbreaks for decades. I think there's even a movie about monkeys called Outbreak. It came out back in the 90s or something like that. Um, but I found, uh, you know, and there's others examples, but just a few examples. There was a 1981 novel by Dean Koontz called The Eye of D Darkness, The Eyes of Darkness, that talks about a deadly virus that was used as a biological weapon, and it was named Wuhan 400. Apparently, that wasn't the original name. It was originally like Russia name or something for the Cold War, but then it later got changed. Um, there's also the 2011 film Contagion with a story of a deadly pandemic uh, involving a virus originating from a bat, and it also involves social distancing. And, you know, the guy, the screenwriter, I gave him his credit and put his quote in here. He claimed, like, it's sad that people are believing in conspiracy theories. He's like, if people find the movie act to be accurate, it should give them confidence in public health experts that are out there trying to guide us. Because he's like, the movie is so accurate because we interviewed all the people who are working on pandemic response. And then it brings me to the, this movie Songbird that I mentioned a couple of moments ago. If you haven't seen this movie, I don't really recommend wasting your time. It's not even that entertaining, honestly. Like if it was a good movie, despite the weirdness, um, I, I would say like, hey, go check it out. It might be worth, you know, checking out and just getting your, you know, having a fun movie night or whatever, but watching the propaganda. But it's not even that great at all. Uh, but this is the synopsis. In 2024, a pandemic ravages the world and its cities. Centering on a handful of people as they navigate the obstacles currently hindering society, disease, martial law, quarantine, and vigilantes. And then Wikipedia, they describe it like this. By 2024, the COVID-19 coronavirus has mutated into COVID-23, and the world is in its fourth quarantine year. In the U.S., the nation's government is converted into a fascist police state, and the people are required to take temperature checks on their cell phone while those infected with COVID-23 are taken from their homes against their will and forced into quarantine camps, also known as Q-zones or concentration camps, where some fight back. In these camps, the infected are left to die or forcibly get better. <laughs> so in the movie, like I said, it's creepy because this movie came out in, in December 2020. So literally, COVID is announced by March. By December, there's already a movie talking about COVID-23. And the, the filmmakers claim that the moment they heard about COVID, they got inspired to make a film. So they got the idea in March. They filmed by July. We're done by the end of August released by December. That's some fast Hollywood, especially when everybody's on lockdown. But apparently they got special permission to go out and film this propaganda movie while everybody else was locked down in LA. Um, and the movie doesn't really end good. It doesn't end with like, hey, you know, the virus is or whatever, the pandemic is fixed and everybody's happy and the people fight back. It ends with like the couple involved escape. They use the black market to get immunity passports and they escape to go live somewhere else where I guess there's no lockdown police state. And then the rest of their families are stuck in the police state nightmare. And they're like, we, one day we'll see you again. We hope we love you. And this kind of thing. It's like, yeah, that's not like a really happy ending. Something I really want to be believing in. And I really hope that's not the future that's coming. Does it mean anything? I don't know. Is COVID-23 going to be the reality next year, 2023, 2024? I don't know. I hope not. I mean, now it's talking about monkeypox. And maybe the film was about monkeypox. I don't know. But overall, these things do seem to happen. There are just examples of what people call predictive programming. And again, like people might debate on what exactly qualifies as predictive programming. I'm sort of thinking in terms of like some a, an event that shows up in the media 
or like, you know, in pop, pop culture, in movies, in um, books and TV shows, et cetera, that predict or that, you know, main, that contain events that turn out later to be real. And I kind of was obsessive about this for a while. I just remember this actually. Back in the, you know, 2012, 2013, I definitely spent some time watching certain TV shows because I was, I can't even remember what the name of the show was, but there was this one TV show that was on. It only lasted one season. And, but the season, the final season was about terrorists blowing up a bomb in Houston where I was living in Galveston at like the ship channel. And I was like obsessed with the show for a while. I was like, Oh my God, are there clues in this? Like, I need to look out for this. This is about to happen. Why did they cancel it? Was it because of the truth? You know, just, it was a lot of, it's paranoia. It comes, unfortunately it becomes a little bit of paranoia. And it, and if it's, it can be unhealthy. And if so, if, if you are going down those rabbit holes and it's not a healthy state of mind, then I don't really know if that's better for you. Who are able to sort of take in some of this media and 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 think about it with a critical eye. I'm like, okay, this could be total propaganda. What are they trying to plant in my head? Are they trying to plant a negative sieve of like, you know, bad things are coming? Like, I don't know. I don't think that, I don't think talking about these things helps manifest it. I think that comes from a place of fear. You don't address problems by ignoring them and putting your head in the sand. That's what the conscious resistance has always been about, pushing back against this parts of the spiritual conscious community that want to put their head in the sand and hide from things. We don't have to obsess about them and be paranoid about them and, and then, yeah, end up manifesting and bringing them into real life by like, oh my God, this is going to happen. But we also shouldn't ignore if there are signs of certain things creeping up around us. Like, for example, we're being told now that there's a monkeypox thing going on right in the world health organization the u.s is going to take steps and today there was a press conference in the city of houston and all this stuff is happening well it's relevant to know that just seven eight nine months ago there was a simulation about monkeypox right it doesn't help us to just cover up our ears and cover eyes and say i don't want to know i'm just gonna pretend like monkeypox and this stuff isn't going on well okay but you're not gonna be prepared you know and that doesn't mean be prepared hunker down grab bullets and guns and live in fear do whatever you need to do to be physically prepared, but you also need to be mentally, spiritually prepared as well. That's probably more important than anything. Um, but yeah, I think this is an extremely impor important and interesting topic. Uh, predictive programming, revelation of the method. I know there are people out there much more versed at this than me in the rituals of different occult um, groups. This is something that I, you know, I do have some experience and some research in, but I'm not an expert. So if you know more about the actual origins, if there are real origins, about revelation of the method and uh, predictive programming, please let me know. Derek at theconsciousresistance.com. So please check out this article. It's at The Last American Vagabond. It's also linked at theconsciousresistance.com in the post for this video. And share it. Share it with your friends. Share this video. Thank you guys so much. Enjoy your evening. Until next time, remember, you are powerful, you are beautiful, and you are free. Peace. Since 2012, the Conscious Resistance Network has been an independent media organization focused on empowering individuals through education, philosophy, health, and community organizing. We work to create a world where corporate and state power do not rule over the lives of free human beings. Our motto is leading by example and helping others in their pursuit of freedom. Visit theconsciousresistance.com to find our articles, documentaries, interviews, podcasts, books, and more. Remember, you are powerful, you are beautiful, and you are free.